Hello and good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you are, and welcome to the newest episode of Viturium Awakening. As always, I am your Dungeon Master, Robin Caulfield, and with me tonight we have Renee. Hi, I'm Renee, and I'm playing Ten. I'm she, her, and Ten is she, they. Uh, Ten is uh, a ranger. We have James. Hi, I'm James. I'm playing Sick. We both go by they, them, and Sick is your goblin cleric of the party. Eleni. Hi, I'm Eleni. I'm playing Ahara. Uh, we both go by she, they, and I play the barbarian of the group. And everyone's favorite mother of chaos, <laughs> Syl. Hey guys, it's Syl. Uh, I am playing Fena, the Fearbolg uh, rogue of the group, and we both go by she, her pronouns. And with that, we can dive right into our recap of what happened last time. You, the party, recovered a box of sorts from a tower belonging to House Dulis. You were all contracted one way or another maybe even blackmailed some of you volunteered to engage in this theft. Eventually, after revealing a mysterious deck of cards within the box, after Fena had curiously ensured that it was opened before being delivered, you stumbled upon gems after one of the cards seemed to work out in your favor. Eventually, you made your way to your rendezvous point. You followed directions, placed the box underneath a loose floorboard, and then revealed an individual claiming to be the trickster god, Raycon. Shortly after a brief interaction, Raycon disappeared, and you all went to have a drink. After a conversation about eating gods and various other things being said at the table, we ended our episode with the tavern emptying out, leaving only you, the dwarf behind the bar, and a figure in a green hooded cloak brandishing the familiar brooch for ten of the royal house Olivara. So, uh, I believe one of you noticed this. Maybe all of you noticed it. Someone can make me a perception check i noticed it i noticed it um ten is still wearing the uh the like darkened hair paint and uh makeup that sick had done with them earlier um so she doesn't entirely look like herself but she still like fully turns away just in case and is just kind of mortified like oh, oh my goodness there's there's someone from house Olivara here don't don't say anything don't be too loud okay so you know i have my house uh and then house doulis which you know had the fire thing going on earlier this evening and nothing else strange happened with house doulis but house olivara is like the be all in dollhouse the one above them all the one that's home to like the king and queen of Viturium. 
the emperor and empress. I'm sorry. Ah, wait. And and what is the capital? Wait, the what are they? <laughs> emperor and empress of is it Vetur or Vetria? Or uh, so the country is Vetur. The capital city is Veturia. But they are the emperor and empress of Vetur. Yes, uh, the emperor of Vetur is. Uh, I mean, pretty much known throughout the world just as like as far as a name is concerned um emperor paris olivara a bit older in age now um and his wife is teledra olivara like they're the house of the emperor and empress of all of vetur i i i don't even look like myself right now and just given everything that's happened i don't I guess I just don't have a good feeling about tonight. I don't feel that recognizable. I'm just, what if they're here because of something that happened with House Doulis? I don't think I'm that important. And I just like, Ten is like intermittently holding her breath. Um, and I'm noticing because I am doing that too, where I'm just like, <laughs> she'll like say something and then kind of hold her breath for a second and then just like gasp and start talking again. Yeah, there's because there's definitely some anxiety there. It's not like it's she's not speaking out loud, but her whispers are kind of sort of anxious stage whispers. So the rest of the table would probably know what's going on. Uh, does anybody else at the table want to make me a perception check? Sure, I will. Yeah, I just I just told them. Sick is totally <gasps> in their own mind right now about other stuff. I. I could roll. I don't think I did before. Um, oh, wow. I got a nat 20, but I have negative one oh. perception. So even with your nat 20, you came in second, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, from your position at the table being essentially directly across from this right. cloaked individual. It took a moment, but this individual also turned their attention towards all of you. Um, and Ahara, with your natural 20... Even though it was only a 19. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you caught, like, they're in, like, a green cloak. Um, it looks like they have some, like, leather armor on underneath. Um, they have, like, black leather gloves on, um, long, long sleeves. Uh, however, um, as the light just sort of comes across this individual's face, you notice just the faintest hint of red on on their face yes it it was like just the littlest bit so you couldn't really get like a great handle on what the red was but you get a feeling it was probably the color of their skin okay got it um i'm just gonna be like oh no i just made eye contact and (laughs) like uh, their their gaze, however, when you look away, uh, is still fixed on your group at the table. They're just kind of head mostly down mm-hmm. the shadows, um, you know, because it's mostly like dim candle light in here at this point in the night. Like, it's not like super well lit the way it was when you all originally first sat down. Uh, there's a lot of like shadows shifting throughout the room. It's very... Very cool, if you ask me. Um, as we're getting into the later hours of the evening, 
Tanner's like, no, no, don't look, and like actively looks away. <laughs> so I think there's also, in addition to the anxiety, a little bit of like fan personing at the site of someone from House uh, House Oliveira. Could just be suspicious if we're just like looking over at them. But uh, I mean, I, I did lock eye contact and then uh, look away really quick. So, oh yeah, if you're uncomfortable, so nervous. <laughs> Uh, I think Sick will finally finish his drink and be like, wait, what are you all talking about again? Shh, Sick, shh. Be quiet. What? Oh, okay. How do you be? Okay, I can do that. <laughs> We're going to go to the other end. Do you want to come? Uh, Sure. That sounds good. I only really feel like this is like a five-headed salmon situation going on. So I think we should get out of here. Yes. What is that? What is, is that words? What are, what are you, what? <laughs> if we're going to leave, we should leave in groups of, well, there's five of us, so we can't really do two and a half, but I count as a half sometimes. So we can leave in groups of two and one of us will be two and a half. We are just a group. I mean, like we're all here together. I think it would be okay if we walk all walked out together, you know? I agree. I think it'd be more suspicious if we were to leave strategically. <laughs> um, do we know what time it is right now in, in the world? Uh, it's been a few hours since you've been outside. Uh, it's probably creeping up on the wee hours of the morning. Got um, it. The sun isn't up coming through any of the windows or anything, but your heist was to take place at the like peak of the end of the festival. like um, So you could probably guess that was likely close to like 10 p.m you did the heist which probably took about getting up and down the tower and being confused the entire time 15 minutes the stuff with the box and then getting to the dragonfly in and going through that whole thing probably puts you close to one or two in the morning at this point given the time that you spent here talking, drinking, whatever, have this conversation, the cloaked figure rises from their table, um, drops like a couple gold pieces on the, walks over the counter, drops a couple gold pieces down. The bartender hands them uh, two bottles of wine and then they begin to, uh, so you block out the front door. Mm -hmm. So as uh, Sikki walk out the door, door closes behind them, um, Ahara, Fena, and Ten, you're all, you know, left behind. And sick. You notice the green cloaked figure was leaning just outside the door. Um, their eyes shift. Uh, the figure sort of pushes <laughs> off the wall and he pulls his hood down. And uh, you see these horns um, sort of curling up. And then out. Um, not super big, uh, considering they weren't noticeable underneath the cloak. And red skin with uh, pale yellow eyes. Sharp teeth, finely manicured, pointed, sharp nails. Uh, and you would recognize this as a tiefling. Hi, my well, name is Sick, and I just shake my finger that's in his hand. <laughs> Goblins are ever disappointing. <laughs> and he just lets go. Well, that's uh, that's a little mean there. 
Uh, he offers one of the bottles of wine to you. You see, I know what you did. I mean, with the deck of cards. My name is Dimitri. I am a warden of House Alavara. I act as an extension of the emperor himself. And uh, let's just say, if the emperor finds out what you and your friends did, you could all be in quite a bit of trouble. Don't you all think it was a little too easy? We're screwed. Here, allow me. And he sort of rolls up his sleeves, and he draws a couple of uh, symbols in the air as a small... Suddenly, an image begins to play, just sort of emanating in in the air where he had drawn the symbols. And it looks almost as if it's an individual's point of view as their eyes are focused on a raging fire, one that you know is the House Duelist fire. And then the gaze shifts to the tower where are seen entering. And then not not too long after, those same individuals are seen exiting. And it's pretty clear that at least one of you, if not more, were very clearly identifiable. And the video fades. I have certain magic that allows me to replay my own memories. That was just a bit of what I saw. And regardless of what you did with that box, entering that tower without permission, so to speak, is off limits. And there are severe punishments for trespassing, especially on noble land. Yeah, um... And clearly you want something from us. He just sort of clears his throat. Now, I offer this bottle of wine and good faith. I don't care what you did with the box. I don't care that you stole it. House Alavara doesn't wish to concern itself with whatever it is House Duelist is trying to sweep under the rug. Just know... Should you and your associates feel inclined to rob another noble house, make sure it's not my noble house. And then this video, this memory, will never have to see the light of day. And who knows, if you all stick around another day or two, the Empire might have some work, if you're interested. He just sort of puts the bottle of wine down, and he begins to leave. So, work. More air quotes. Oh, that's perfectly good wine. I'll pick it up. Uh, So while they were having, Sick and Dimitri were having this conversation outside, uh, Ten, Ahara, and Fena, were any of you talking about anything important? Yeah, um... Uh, Ahara is just going to go, and that's when the cabin boy said it was better than the last two. And then he was just like puts down like <laughs> the mirror. <laughs> and, 
Etiquette seems far different outside of my home. Yeah, I mean, it's a colorful crew, man. <laughs> do you have more stories like that? That was incredible. Ah, do I? <laughs> I've always uh, wondered what it would be like to be a pirate or a thief or, you know. Well, you know now. Some things. I know some things. Yeah. But I don't know what it's like to be a pirate. One of these days, we'll go on my ship. Okay. What's the name of your ship? Or do, do you name ships? Uh, yeah, you, you can name ships whatever you want to name a ship. <laughs> the conversation carries on about just a bunch of nonsensical pirate stories. Um, Ahara completely glossing over the question of the name of the ship for now. Tend is feeling much more at ease now that the uh, the cloaked member of House Alavara has left, so... Uh, a few minutes go by, and I'm sure at least one of you is starting to get suspicious, like, huh, you're taking quite a lot of time out there. Fane is um, just going to be listening to the story and kind of looking over at the entrance every couple minutes like but eventually they do come back in unharmed sick cradling a bottle of wine dusting it off just like oh oh, poor wine did you find that somewhere kinda I thought they don't do bottles yeah that's did you go to a different place and purchase a bottle just to have a bottle there goes the actual business plan well we were given a job um if we want it because there's some some crazy guy out there who um but he like projected a memory oh they have a job for us when how much does it pay what what is it wait i'm sorry they projected everybody what no wait that now take a breath take a breath now describe exactly what happened what what were you shown? What was the message sent? Was this a threat? Was it an offer of hire? Somebody mentioned a job. This is start from the beginning and let's take this slowly. Cool. And you explain it all in full, vivid detail. You know, the tiefling Dimitri, which uh, as he claims to be a warden of House Alavara 10, you growing up in the capital. Despite your family being a bit of a mixed bag, mm-hmm. most of the noble houses fall mostly under one sort of one type. House Zenassus, the newest noble house, are primarily you know made up of wood elves mm-hmm. um, who hold the highest standing of wood elves really in the empire, and you know. Your your family, you know, it's got elves, it's got halflings, it's got half-elves, wood elves, um, even a couple Viturian elves. However, House Olivara, at least in every event or gathering or meeting or story or whatever that you've read or been told about or encountered, each and every one of them, each and every member of House Alavar that you've met, they are all Viturian elves. 
um, which is different from, you know, regular high elves and right, wood right. elves um, and drow. They have blue skin, mainly, um, with pale, um, almost iced over eyes. And their skin is riddled with what almost feels like stardust. Um, they have, like, stark white hair, because Vaturian elves are in the history of the Empire, um, all the way back to the first folk, uh, with Delia Alavara, the first empress, um, and founder of the Empire after she split from the first folk. She was the first Vaturian elf, and her name is known throughout the Empire, um, especially amongst the noble houses. It's something you're taught about at a very young age as it's important to know your history and your roots. Right. And, and even even in my own family, like most of them are elves in some capacity. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. not as many that branch away from that. So to mm-hmm. hear that that a a tiefling is a warden of House Alavara is strange yes and uh, different yes. to me breaks the mold that i expect yeah um the Vaturian elves are said to be you know god touched um personally crafted and created by the hand of tyus himself with no real proof of this mind you however right but um, they rule so obviously yeah. their rule must be god-given yeah um and their entire family Again, and most members of no- of the noble houses tend to be Vaturian elves. Uh, one of one of the houses, uh, the other one that I didn't mention, House Viteri, um, they are primarily drow um, with a handful of wood elves and high elves and um, even a few orcs in there, which is very strange. Um, but they've always been a very strange house. Not in like a bad strange, but they're the quirky cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then House Olivara almost exclusively. So a tiefling holding at least the position of warden within that house is very, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't track with everything you've probably ever known about some of the other noble families. Yeah. I think I'm definitely more suspicious now. Um, like wondering if they may have stolen the cloak or if um, or if somehow things have changed and I just wasn't aware. Like are there public records of House Alavara and their their um, their servants, their staff? Like is there a way that I could find out if someone held this position within that house? Like all of those things are like uh, gears are going in her mm-hmm. mind. And so she's, she's kind of like, she's got that furrowed brow and she's very much deep in thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but her foot is also tapping very, very quickly because her anxiety is back at this story. I knew that was too easy. So they have dirt on us. Well, no, I see no reason why we can't turn this into a networking opportunity. Oh, I hate this a lot. <laughs> Oh, hey guys, it's a job fair. We can totally go and network. Like, all the other streamers are going to be there. <laughs> we started a business almost, and now <laughs> we're starting another business. Yeah. 
Ten, you said that you wanted to know what it was like to be a pirate or a thief. Welcome I to mean, nefarious networking. Yes, but I, I suppose I meant more like breaking the mold and going against the normalcy and routine I've had in my life, not committing a crime and getting in trouble for it. I It's more, I guess it was the novelty of it. You seem to be under the impression that thieves are bad people. Oh, I, I didn't mean to imply that. I just... No, it's okay. Impressions are very normal. I consider, consider that not everybody gets to choose where they start. And sometimes you do what you need to do to survive. Right? I know, I know. So I you just. Both are not bad people. Get in trouble and it falls back on my family. Or, I don't know, if I left home and I wouldn't want to give us away, but it's possible that, you know, once I wash all this color out of my hair and look dressed more like myself again. I could go check in on House Doulis and and uh as a, a courtesy visit, uh condolences for the fire, something like that. Very curious what this Dimitri fellow is protecting that he's so scared of us stealing. The only reason I bring up what he's protecting is because what people will threaten others over ought to be something that we at least... I'll leave it for now. Secrets are not meant to stay secret, and, and it's my duty to... It's my duty to figure some things out. But I, I understand what you're saying. I suppose this puts us in a bit of a difficult spot. I, I mean, we didn't... Get this anything. is far off track from my original uh, mission as well, so I I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I I imagined we would have some sort of payment, anything after tonight, and walking away with just our lives and nullified threats or threats that were lies to begin with. Well, that didn't necessarily cross my mind, and I'm running low on my allowance. I, For my part, I would want to take more work. And work, work has could been be good. But surely if this work came from the Empire, it wouldn't be criminal activity, right? It could be a chance to prove to them that we're not criminals. Sick? Oh, thank, thanks. I was, I was waiting. Um so I see this really, really simply. We should do it, and here's a couple reasons why. Okay. One, if we go and try and smooth things over, as much as I like you, Ten, you'll probably get away with it. I'm a goblin. I won't. Oh, I wasn't suggesting anyone come yeah, with me. I know. Um, that, and then I don't know how Ahara feels about it, but if you have a past, you're going to be the one to hang up first. So I... I'd rather just do this mission, and as regular toes pointed out, maybe network. That way, at least we stay above water instead of below it, because not all of us can hold our breath as long as a hurricane. Right. Putting in a good, a good deed or something to appease the Empire if they're offering work could benefit us later on if whatever his name was, Dimitri if his memory were to fall in the wrong hands. I don't know how that works. I don't... 
fully understand it, but... My suggestion is we get to know him, and through that knowledge, understand. I admit I'm a bit curious about how he came to have and hold his position. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Well, House Alivara is, from what I know, exclusively made of Viturian elves. Each of the houses typically has... It, it, each of the houses is typically full of elves, though some branch out a little bit more. Um, for instance, my mother has a halfling partner, but that's pretty rare. Uh, it pretty much only happens in House Erdolan and House... Uh, Viteri. Viteri? Viteri, with an E. Yes, okay. Many Vs. That's... My mistake. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just checking because I did get a little bit of the vowels confused. Um, it pretty much only happens in House Erdolan and House Viteri. It's, I have never once, not at any party, not in any book, in any class, or through any story, heard of someone involved or holding a position within House Alivara who is not a Viterian elf. They are uh, very prim and and proper, I, I think, is maybe a way to describe them. They, they hold to their traditions even more so than the other houses do. Uh, and on top of all that, Ten, um, naturally your own house also has a warden. Um, each house has one warden who essentially acts as like the top like noble military official within those families and they're usually like well known throughout like the important circles because you know if the houses were to go to war for example um those would be the people leading those armies yeah it's just odd that I've never heard of him. I feel like a story about a tiefling holding the position of warden within House Alivara would reach my ears in some way or another. Not to say it's a bad thing. I, I'm i glad to them for reaching out, for branching out, but uh, it's unusual, unexpected. Is it possible that they're just posing as somebody that's in House Elevara? How how much do we really know about this person? Well, the thought had crossed my mind. It would be difficult to forge the appearance or to, dare I say, steal the garment they wore tonight, but it's not impossible. And we've already met one unexpected person tonight. It's possible we could have met several. I don't know. I just think I would have heard of this warden and their name and their their story before. Of all positions, I wouldn't expect the warden to be a secret, but and if I were to make a courtesy call to House Duelis tomorrow, I'm sure that I could well, I might be able to get some information out of them. I don't want to say it's a certainty given their secrecy already. Sick is halfway through that bottle of wine, by the way. Dana is just deep in thought over the situation. I mean, 
there's not much else we could do tonight, or rather almost the morning at this point. I think it's best if we maybe sleep on it. Yes. All right. So we can decide more tomorrow. So with that, uh, you all, I assume, eventually make your way back to whatever lodgings you hold within the city at the moment. Sick, you return back to your horde. My commune. Yeah, my horde. I, I, mm-hmm. So you all uh, make your way back to wherever you're going to sleep for the night. Uh, is there anything anyone wanted to do before Betty by? Just that I'm going to sleep in the room that we dropped the box off in. I think Ten is pretty beat and their head hits the pillow and they are out. <laughs> she has decided all of the rest of their worries they can hold off until tomorrow. And right now, the thing she needs the most is sleep. So you all find some restful sleep, some not so restful sleep, depending on who you are. So you all find sleep. Sick. Mm-hmm. As you sleep, you have a dream. You are walking across a bridge. The end of this bridge does not seem in sight. You, you seem to be the only one here. And you walk forward and forward and forward. Bag slung over your shoulder, cookbook at your side. All of your familiar trinkets and baubles. And as you walk, it seems to go on forever. And then, without really even noticing it, you come to the edge. The bridge cuts off, dropping steep into a lake. Nothing but fog and clouds far ahead of you. You turn, intending to go the other way. And as you turn, the bridge comes to another end until you are almost standing alone on a small pedestal surrounded by water. The rest of the bridge no longer in sight. You have nowhere to go, nowhere to turn. And the hand of a woman made of clay places itself on your shoulder. And you turn and you see the very faint blue skin with patches of gray and brown clay sort of riddled throughout the body and the long twisted braids of the goddess you recognize from whatever pictures you found throughout your travels as the goddess you follow this the goddess of knowledge she offers you a comforting smile follow me And you wake, the sun barely breaking through as morning comes, and you all find yourselves stirring, alive, well, and rested. Well, I really thought that that was like the end of the episode there (laughs) (laughs) with this incredible dream, and I was not prepared to wake up in the morning. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think think 10 sleeps in, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it was very late by the time they yeah. actually got back to the inn and went to sleep. So this isn't something where she wakes up in time to get the continental breakfast by yes. any means. Yes. Um, and so, uh, and she's also very slow to rise. Like this is reluctant. It was exhausting. A 
all of the adrenaline and the anxiety and the excitement and everything all rolled together made for an exhausting night. So she's slow to get out of bed. Um, I would say Ahara is downstairs um, at whatever inn she was staying at. Um, probably trying to get the largest breakfast she can mm-hmm. um, order right now. Yeah, and you know they're bringing pancakes, waffles, eggs, bacon, ham, sausages, biscuits, just Bring it. full table, <laughs> just everything. Um, <laughs> some of it's included, some of it you've you know slipped a few coins here or there um, as you know the the floor begins to buzz, uh, people coming in for breakfast, people coming and going, checking in, checking out. Yeah. You get a very hearty, very busy breakfast. Amazing. Very needed. Uh, sick would just read a little bit in the beginning of the morning. Uh, probably make little doodle of that bridge and the kind of, sidebar of whatever book uh, they're reading uh, and then just whatever relatives are still there potentially saying like good morning to them mm-hmm. uh, seeing what they're up to before heading out seeing what everyone what's up with the uh, group that they just met yesterday is about to do probably talk to uh, uh, their half sibling Jasper about their weird dream cool uh you know, you talk to Jasper about it. Well, uh, that's weird. I know that, right? Like, it reminds us of the bridge we came over, but it just, like, stopped all of a sudden. This is, like, the first time I've ever seen, like, Viz in a dream, so that's really cool. Yeah. A lot taller than I thought, but also shorter. Or maybe in my dream, I was bigger. I don't quite understand that portion. Well, you're pretty short. That's true. I mean, I'm not as tall as you, but you know, you're also slightly older than me. But maybe I'll get, maybe I'll grow into it. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Anyway, there's a bunch of people, uh, regular toes, tofu. This person named Eleven that I gotta go meet up with, and then someone who's the intimidating. Uh, they're a pirate. I gotta go and I gotta go see what. Make sure they're okay before they do something stupid. Right. Lots of toes. Yeah, lots of toes. Did you know people only have ten toes? No. I know, it's weird, right? Super weird. That's super weird. Like, But that's like the average is like ten toes. Like, consistently they have ten toes. Not two toes like Two-Tone Tim or any... Like, it's consistently ten. I don't get it. Well, Two-Tone Tim, that's his own fault. Yeah, that's true. Shouldn't have been playing with that stuff. No. No. Well, anyway, Jasper, have a good day at work. I uh, hope you cook up something good, but uh, I got to head out. Bye. Uh, and you head out, uh, and you all rendezvous together. Ten has their hair in a braid because they did try to wash out all of the the color from it from last night, but after they got done with it, she was too... Um, tired of working with it to actually style it or anything. So she braided it together and it is still wet, but she's just ignoring it. Fano will, I suppose, saunter in. She's got a very kind of lithe uh, way of walking and uh, she'll sit down, tea in hand, 
and look completely serene. I never really like to eat much in the morning, but I do enjoy tea. Uh, not super far off, a small argument occurs between a few patrons, and the sound of shattering glass hits the floor, and a bit of a ruckus carries on for a moment, interrupting your conversation just long enough for someone to sort of come up from behind the table, not in a super like sneaky way, and uh, almost jump on top of the table that you're all gathered at. A very intriguing turn of events. On your table stands a somewhat tall, thin, slender individual. Very, like, angular face. Ears. Very long and, like, straight up and back to the point where they almost begin to curve. Very similar to uh, Jack from Jack and Daxter. A small tuft of a green beard sort of coming down in a single braid. Eyes relatively normal with pupils glistening like pure emerald. Green hair knotted back uh, directly down the middle of his back in a very tight braid. Flowers in between each knot. And as you look around... Time almost seems to have frozen. Everything else in the tavern, unmoving. Sick, you sort of turn, and there is a a bottle just inches from your face. But rather, rather than like right in front of your face, it's a bit above because of how short you are. So it looks like it's about to go sailing over your head and hit Faina. Like, just square side of the face for a moment look over (laughs) is it is it close enough to touch it is can Um, i I poke it (laughs) as you poke it it just moves with your finger and when you pull your finger away it stays wherever you had pushed it and it seems as if the man on this table is frozen for a moment until he stops and sits on the edge of your table. Well, you've all gotten yourselves in a bit of trouble. Have we? What kind? The kind the gods don't like. And that's what? where we'll end this episode. <laughs> uh, I fucked up. <laughs> Do we have? Is there time magic now? Do we? Have, I fucked that, up. <laughs> um, Ah, it's the gods. <laughs> cool. Uh, Do you have chronomancy? Are we doing chronomancy? <laughs> that's where we're ending this episode. I am living for this. <laughs> but with all that being said, as always, I am your DM, Robin Caulfield. You can find me on Twitter at callmecaulfield. Uh, you can find my website, callmecaulfield.com. And you can support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash call me Caulfield. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at the same handle. I feel like you get the gist of what I'm saying here. If it's not call me Caulfield, it's probably not me. Um, and you can follow the podcast at Viturium on Twitter. And if you're not already, you should be. 
I post updates there. Be I share tweets of all these wonderful cast members, including their other projects and podcasts with their moms. Um, and uh, they're all the best, and I'm super stoked to be their DM. Uh, and on that to note, have you. <laughs> uh, let's start with Renee. Hi, I've been Renee Rhodes, and I've played Tedison, the ranger of this party, and I've had so much fun being here today. You can find me on Twitter at RadianR or at my website at Radian.com, where you can find all sorts of things. I write, I podcast, and I stream. Uh, my podcasts currently are this one, uh, a podcast with my mother called Mother Daughter Roads Trip because our last name is Rhodes. Uh, uh, uh. And uh, also, call me any other name, which you can find on Twitter at callmeaoncast. And that is uh, an audio drama that is currently in pre-production. So I'm super excited for all of those projects, as well as a bunch of other things, which you can learn more about by following me at the aforementioned Twitter. Thanks, y'all. Uh, and then we have James. Hi, uh, my name is James. I've been playing a uh, sick Van Wux, your cleric goblin. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at GravityFail87, along with Instagram. Uh, I frequently am posting D&D content along with different projects that I'm working on. I do love writing and posting uh, homebrew content for your at-home games as well. Uh, always working on that outside of any clamors or clashes going on in the background. <laughs> You can always find whatever I'm working on on Twitter. I'm currently working on a sci-fi 5e setting called The Mire, but outside that, we'll see what happens by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> and Eleni. Hi, I'm Eleni. Um, I play Ahara. <laughs> and um, this is actually my first D&D podcast. I'm not sure if anyone... It's my first podcast in general. I'm not sure if you guys have been able to tell. I, I'm definitely sure you <laughs> could tell since I don't know the name of my own ship. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm a cosplayer and also uh, work in the game industry. And I'm just very excited to be here. Um, that's just generally my mood right now is I'm just excited to be included. Um, and I'm going to try my best. <laughs> oh, I'm on uh, Proxy Please on Twitter and Proxy Picks on um, Instagram. And last but certainly not least, Syl. <laughs> Hey everybody, my <laughs> name is Sylvia. Uh, I have been playing Faina, the uh, Fearbolg rogue this evening. You can find me at the Silver Ace, that's T-H-E-S-Y-L-V-E-R-A-C-E on Twitter. Uh, while I do uh, quite a bit of you know D&D writing in my spare time, uh, most of my social media is dedicated solely to Ship posting, so feel free to follow for that kind of content um otherwise this has been a wonderful experience and i'm just really genuinely so pleased to be part of this awesome cast thanks for having me and the person who's most pleased to have this awesome cast is me and we are all super pleased that you're even listening to this garbage um hey now <laughs> it is oh, garbage don't Hey, it listen, is delightful. Let's not man- I love it. Let's not manifest garbage. <laughs> okay, but, it, but it's like the good kind, like the community sure, compost. Sure, sure, sure. You we're know what? If this is people, but like that doesn't mean we're trash. <laughs> yeah, no, but 
in all seriousness, this is the most wonderful group of people. Uh, this sh- podcast is already turning out to be the most delightful project. Um, I'm super stoked to be their DM and we're all super stoked to have you listen to us. Um, we love you. Uh, we believe in you. We support you and we hope that you do the same for us. Obviously I think you do. Um, all that being said, take care of yourself. And on that note, goodbye everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.